today. We're going to be in, out of the book of Exodus and uh, I'll be speaking to you today. I'm going to be talking about freedom. Uh, and I want to preface this. Wednesday night, uh, sometimes when I'm speaking, I, I'm, I miscommunicate. And at the end of what I was, our Bible study on Wednesday night, I, I mentioned that we were not going to be going over a book. Uh, what I was trying to say Wednesday night was we're not going to continue on going over a book in the Bible through the month of July. And I, the way it came out was it sounded like we were not having church on Wednesday night. And uh, how many know sometimes things come out that you don't mean to come out, right? And so, but I want to assure you this Wednesday night there will be church, all right? And so I want to make sure that you guys know that we will have a class here for you guys. And I uh, just wanted you to know that and uh, clear that up. Someone caught me afterwards and said, hey, we don't like that very much. That if we, We're okay with you still having church, but we're not okay with, you know. And they let me know that. And I said, oh, I didn't even realize that came out the wrong way. My wife told me. She said, that you totally blew that one. She let me know. Amen. How many know that sometimes your wife? We'll let you know. Sometimes your husbands will let you know when you totally blow it. And so I, I totally miscommunicated that. I wanted to make sure that you know that there's classes here for everybody on Wednesday night. And so we're, we're uh, glad, glad for that. So Exodus, we're going to be uh, chapter 8. Um, you, can, you can just go there. Uh, are there any procrastinators in the house? All right. These are my peeps right here. How many of you hold, hold off and wait to the last minute to do things? How many have got burned doing that? Oh, some of you don't want to admit that, that, that <laughs> Wyatt, thank you for raising your hand, buddy. Your honesty is that good. Um, I don't know about you. I'm probably not one of the most organized people in the world. Uh, you know, some people are like, they get up. And they have this specific routine that they that they know at 8:30 they're going to be here. And all, anybody like that? Good for you. Uh, not me. I I kind of like flying by the seat of my pants sometimes, and uh, sometimes that gets me in trouble. But it makes life adventurous, right? Don't know what the day's coming. But uh, and the problem is, I, I'm definitely a, a right brain person. I'm 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 a little less analytical, a little more kind of free spirit. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like I like that. Uh, I I you know I'm a little less. My wife is very organized. Um, she likes things in order, and and we balance each other really well. And so that's there's there's positives to that. Um, don't get me wrong. I I know I need structure in my life. We all need structure, right? All your kids are off on summer break. How many know they need structure? Because coming back into school, they're going to have structure, right? And so um, when, I, when me and Tristan first got married and we, uh, we combined our finances, uh, I had a way of doing my checkbook and she had a way of doing the checkbook. And when we were going through marital uh, counseling, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest reasons for divorce is, is finances, and, and so when we're going through our marital counseling, our wise counselor at that moment, he, he asked, he said, hey, so have you guys talked about finances and how you're going to do finances? And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. What is, and he's like, TJ, how do you do it? Well, you know, I kind of just guesstimate in my mind where my, my checking account is. 
So I know if I spend $45 and, you know, I have $100 in there, guess what? I've still got around, you know, $55 there. So that's how I do it. And he, and he looked at me and he said, do you think that's very, very good way to do that? And I was like, well, it's worked for me. I, I've only overdrafted like three or four times, you know. And uh, and then he asked Tristan, he said, Tristan, uh, how how do you do it? Well, she says, you know, I get the the register out and I make sure and I look and I compare receipts to where what's been spent and those wise wise marriage counselor looked at me and he said which way do you think is the best way to do that TJ well obviously my way but uh, but but you know so how many know that we need structure in our lives right and so I would just that's kind of a a little bit I, I am a work in progress anybody else a work in progress okay good um, so no, if I take you out to dinner and buy your meal, it's not because I know how much finances we are. I just kind of, pr- I do it by faith. And I'm just, <laughs> that's not a good way to do your finances either, just FYI. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I say all that to tell you sometimes a lack of, of planning or procrastinating um, has got me in some tough situations. Uh, when I was in school, it got me into some late night paper writing. Anybody ever been there? You waited and you waited and you waited and then your, your, your teacher's like, oh, that's due tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, I'll just do this all night and just keep drinking coffee all night, right? And, uh, and so it's, it's put me in some bad tight spots. So, but let me ask you this today. Um, have you ever thought, why, why, do we, why do we put things off? You ever thought about that? Why you put things off? Maybe you don't want to deal with it at the moment, right? I, you know, <clears throat> Wyatt, why do you put off taking out the trash when I ask you to take out the trash? Now, I'm not putting him on spot today. Um, but what I am, I am. All right, that's my son if you don't know. So why do we wait? Oftentimes, why do we wait? And, uh, and, and let me ask you this. So physically, in our, in our physical world, sometimes we wait when we shouldn't wait, right? Sometimes we play before we should work. All right, I'll leave that one alone right there. That bounced off all the walls. It'll land here in a minute. Um, (laughs) But spiritually, uh, you know, the same question for us spiritually, why do we put off things in our life instead of dealing with them or calling them out or confessing them right away? You ever think about that? Sometimes we're like, oh, I'll just, I'll put it off. I, you know, I don't, I don't need to worry about that today. And, and oftentimes we're plagued by, by things, by bondages, by sin. And God wants us to walk in freedom. I'm talking about freedom today. And God wants us to walk in freedom, but oftentimes we just wait. And I don't know about you, I want to walk uh, in freedom and freedom from sin and, and freedom from bondage. So if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Exodus chapter 8. It will be at verse 1, and you can read this with me if you want, or if you choose not to, you can wait. I'm just making a point. All right, look at this. It says this, then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile will team, up, uh, will team up with frogs. They will come up into your palace and your bedroom and onto your bed, into the houses of your officials and on your people. 
and into your ovens and kneading troughs. That's a lot of frogs. The frogs will go up on you and your people and all over your officials. Some of you ladies are going, ooh. Some of you men might be doing that too. All right. Uh, verse 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out, uh, stretch out your hand with your staff over the streams and canals and ponds and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same things by their secret arts. They also made frogs come up from the land of Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh summoned Moses and, and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will let your people go uh, to offer sacrifices to the Lord. So Pharaoh's getting a little bit tired of the frogs in his life. Look at this, verse 9. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be, be rid of the, of the frogs, except for those that remain in the Nile. Look at this, verse 10. Tomorrow, Pharaoh said. Tomorrow. Moses replied. It will be as you say, so that you may know there is no one like our God. How many know God can do what he wants? I love that. Uh, verse 11, the frogs will leave you and your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I ask, Lord, today, Lord, that freedom would reign in this house, like we sang about. God, I ask, Lord, that... Uh, as we look at some things, uh, I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be open to your word, God, that we would see things in our lives that, that maybe they don't need to be there. But I pray, Lord, that you would call to light, God, in, a, in your loving, conviction, convicting way over our hearts today. God, move in compassion. God, I pray, Lord, that you would draw the sinner today, Lord, that you would set the, 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 those bound by sin free. In your mighty name we pray. And everyone said, amen. I want to just talk to you today on the simple subject of one more night with the frogs. One more night with the frogs. I ask this question, why one more night? You know, I, my, when I read that and I look at what Pharaoh said, I, I want to go, why would you wait? If, if you're frustrated with your situation, why would you wait, Right? Uh, how many times do we do that in our lives? We may be frustrated with our, well, why are you waiting? Get up and do something about it, right? And it's interesting to me. And, and so I think there's some spiritual application um, to this story that we can look at. Uh, and so, number one, you can write this down. Here's my number one point. And hopefully I don't keep you too long today because I know you want to go home and shoot off some firecrackers and some fireworks. All right. All right, number one, why one more night? Here's the, here's, the, here's the spiritually speaking, okay? The reason that we wait is we get used to our situations. We do. We do. We get used to them. Sometimes it starts off as bad, and then we learn to just kind of deal with it, right? Anybody ever hurt yourself? The older I get, if I hurt myself, I don't like to let people know that I, I hurt, but we learn to deal with pain. Right. Instead of going to the doctor and getting it figured out and, you know, it's like, oh, well, my leg's not working. I can't walk. But it's like, did you go to the doctor? No, just dealing with it. Right. And so oftentimes we do that. But here's one thing I do know. 
frogs, you either love them or hate them. There's really not an in-between. You, you either love frogs or You know, some of you, I could say, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to go to a pond and we're going to go catch frogs. And some of you would be like, let's do it. The other half of you would be like, no way. Right? How many like frog legs? How many don't like frog legs? How many have ever seen frog legs cooked when they put salt on them and they kick in the pan, right? Well, it's a little creepy, but hey, you know. Uh, I like frog legs, uh, you know, that's just me. Um, you know, frogs, they come in all shapes and sizes, right? There's big frogs, little frogs, green frogs, red frogs, blue, yellow, bullfrogs, tadpoles, and pollywogs. Anybody catch pollywogs when you were a kid? All right, maybe you called them something different, but, that you know, it's just the, the big tadpole where they had legs kind of thing. Uh, that's what we called them. I don't know. We, I grew up in Missouri, so, you know, cut us some slack. Um, but here's the thing, that the issue with frogs, you know, when we think about frogs and they come in so many different varieties, so do spiritual problems. Spiritual problems come uh, uh, in different, different ways. There's different, different issues. Uh, there are frogs of habits and frogs of addiction. There's frogs of lust and frogs of greed and frogs of pride. Don't worry. You might want to pull your toes in because I'm going to keep going. There's frogs of trouble and disappointment and discouragement. Frogs of worry, sorrow, and sickness. There's frogs of grief and loneliness and discontentment. Anybody ever, ever dealt with any of those things in your life? And oftentimes when we deal with those things, we learn to just kind of deal with them rather than say, hey, Lord, here's my issue. Can you make it better? Um, so they plague us, and just like Pharaoh, you know, these frogs, they were plaguing them morning and, and, and noon and afternoon and night, and they were there. When they went to bed, guess what? There were frogs in their room. You know, a couple, I don't know, we were cleaning the house not too long ago, and, and me and Tristan were, were downstairs, and we were vacuuming, and she, she was doing a good deep clean because she's good at that. I'm not and uh, she was looking around the back of the couch, and she said, you know there's a dead frog back there? And I said, I did. <laughs> I saw it, like, probably a week earlier. <laughs> this is why my wife helps me out. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I, I, did, I did see that dead frog. And she's like, well, why didn't you get rid of it? Well, I was like, well, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, I saw it. I didn't do anything about it. I'm sorry. And, but it's like us. Oftentimes we know there's a frog or a dead frog or something spiritually that, that is killing us. And we just let it just sit there, not doing nothing about it. Can I tell you, husbands, if you see a dead frog in your house, get it out. All right, just FYI, it didn't stink. It'd been there for a while, so I mean, I mean, I'm surprised the dog didn't find it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Maybe he did. Maybe he brought it in and chewed it and killed it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing about about our problems. You know, oftentimes in our life, you know, when if you think about frogs, live frogs, and where they come from, 
if you get enough frogs in a place, they, they can change the atmosphere, right? You go to a pond, usually there's scum on the pond, right? It's stinky. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, you can do this if you want. You can grab a frog out of a pond and probably lick it. Anybody ever done that? Don't raise your hand. You're probably not going to have any friends after church if you raise your hand. To right? But frogs are, frogs are gross. Dead ones are even worse. But, but frogs are gross. But, but you know, oftentimes you can, you can hear them. I remember one time we were camping and as teenagers, and we, we thought we were going to do something fun, me and some friends, and we went camping on a riverbank, and we fished. <laughs> we didn't take any food, so we fished to catch our food for the night. We thought we were really living off the land. And, uh, and when we went to bed, we laid down in our tent, and we kept hearing this frog. Like, I mean, it was loud, and it was just like really loud. And we were like, where is this frog? So we, we're looking outside the tent. We're looking everywhere. And that little booger was in the corner of our tent making noise, and we knew he was there. But same thing goes in our lives. Oftentimes there's frogs of discouragement and frogs of addiction, and they're there, and they're making noise. And oftentimes we're just trying to exist rather than deal with them. You know, um, sometimes frogs aren't so obvious, but... But you know they're still there. That's kind of like that story. I, I remember one time, you're going to hear a lot of funny stories about frogs. I got a lot of frog stories for some reason. When I was growing up uh, in Missouri, we one Sunday afternoon, we lived out in the, the country. We decided to go eat. And so we drove 30 minutes, and it was raining that day. Well, in the process of driving, it was, you know, my dad, my mom, and my sister, and my brother, and, and we're just driving along. And as we're going down the, the, the freeway, it was raining really hard, not freeway, it was just a highway, raining really hard, and we see this thing hopping across the road. I mean, when you see a frog hopping across the road, you know it's probably a pretty good size if it's raining hard, right? So what do we do? We stop to catch that thing. And so, you know what, we chase that thing. We chased that thing around the side of the road. People probably thought we were crazy. We are a little bit, you know. And, and so we caught this frog. Once we caught it, we didn't really think what we were going to do with it after we caught it, right? But this frog, it was a big old bullfrog. I mean, it was like one of those ones you stretch out. And it's like the length of your arm, you know, really big. And so what do we do with it? We put it in the trunk of the car. It's just the redneck way, right? And, and so we, I don't know what we thought we were going to do with this frog, but we caught it, so we stopped. We might as well do something with it, right? So we put it in the trunk of the car, and then we go eat, and, and then we stop, and we go to open the trunk to find the frog. Guess what? We don't know where the frog's at. We are tearing the trunk apart. We're looking around the spare tire. We got everything out. We cannot find that frog. And funny story, it climbed up, it found a place in the, in the frame of the car. Somehow it got up in there. We had to dig that thing out of there. But sometimes they're not quite as obvious as we think they are, spiritual problems. Sometimes we go along existing. We've, we've, they've existed so long in our lives that we fail to even notice that they're there anymore. They've hidden, they found places, and they've hidden into our hearts. We say, you know, I, I remember when that, getting that frog, but I don't remember I don't know where that frog's at now. And they sneak in so, so, so quietly. And, uh, but what happens with us, 
see, we start with situations, and, and it's uncomfortable, but through time, we just kind of learn to deal with it. That's what happens. Sometimes we start, and we're like, man, this is, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I feel just, you know, this is not good, and we're convicted by it. But after a while, we just keep doing the same thing, same thing, and we, our hearts grow hard. We don't even realize. We don't even feel bad about it. Um, uh, at first, we're convicted, but, but about it. And then after we've dealt with it enough, we, we don't feel any remorse for it. Now, it's quiet, but that means you're listening. And it becomes second nature to us versus, man, I, I know I shouldn't be doing that. Um, we become so comfortable with it, we, we carry it everywhere we go. It, it kind of reminds me of, of, our, um, of our cell phones, right? How, I, I was thinking about this. How in the world did we ever exist without cell phones? Anybody remember a time before cell phones? I do. And I remember having to go to the landline and call my friends. I had the really long cord and go hide in the closet so no one else could, you know, and someone else pick up the phone in the house. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you kids are like, what are you talking about? Some of you had the rotary, the, right? Some of you still have the rotary. Maybe, I don't know. But, but I was thinking about this. You know, what was life like without our cell phones? And we carry our cell phones now. And most people, when we don't have our cell phones, we don't even know how to respond. Where's my cell phone? Like, I, I can't exist. I, what if someone tries to get, get a hold of me? Well, they did it in the 60s, 70s, 50s, no problem, right? And, uh, but I, I begin to think about that. And, and it's the same thing, same spiritual application here. Frogs, we get used to them. And most of us carry our phone without even thinking about it, right? First thing we grab when we get up, our phone. Then we walk out to the car. Then we go back in and get our car keys because we, we grabbed our phone, not our car keys, right? Um, but, I, you know, oftentimes we get used to our situations. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, we get used to our situations. Here's a second point I want to make, make out here to you. Here's when we're dealing with spiritual frogs, oftentimes we want the answer on our terms. You know why we wait? We want the answer on our terms. I want to be free when I want to be free. Look at this. Chapter, or, or verse 9 says this. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be rid of these frogs except for those that remain in the Nile. And what did he say? Verse 10 says, tomorrow. And Moses replied, it will be as you say so that you may know there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses and your officials and your people, and they will remain only in the Nile. So we want the answer on our terms. Like Pharaoh, I think it's interesting that Moses even gave him the option, said, hey, when, when do you want me to pray to the Lord to get this to stop? And I ask you that today. Have you prayed to the Lord and asked him to step into your situation to make the pain stop, to stop the addiction, to stop the bondages in your life, to break the curse of sin on your life. And oftentimes, we know that's the answer, but oftentimes we're like, well, what's another day? I'll do it on my terms. I still got some wild oats 
to sow, right? And so we realize we have a, a problem, but we say this, God, I, I have this issue, but let me control it. Let me control this situation. Let me take care of it, right? That's our human nature. And it goes against Proverbs 3, 5, which is trust in the Lord God with all your heart and all your understanding. Lean not to your own understandings, right? In all your ways acknowledge him and he will what? Direct your paths. So that scripture tells us that. So when we, when we deal with our own and we say, hey, Lord, I, I want to deal with this. You know what you're, you're telling God? I'm superior to, to you. You know what that's called? Pride. Lord, I, I can handle this. I can deal with this. I, I don't need your help. We're all guilty of it at times. And, and you may say this, hey, I, I'm not ready to let go of these, these, these frogs in my life. I know that they shouldn't be there, but I'm just not ready to let them go. We've, we've learned to like the frogs. Anybody's, ever, anybody's kids ever brought in a frog and wanted to make it a pet? Right? We tried, but it died. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. You can laugh. All right. But, but we learned to like frogs. And, and can I tell you this? I'm going I'm to give you something strong here. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. God won't deliver you from something that you love or, something that you're not or from something that you're willing to tolerate in your life. God won't set you free if you love it and you're willing to tolerate it. You know what that's called? Control. Lord, I, I, I'm okay with this. I, I, I can handle this, Lord. I, I, this. But God won't set you free from those things. I'll give you a list here. Hey, some of you, get ready. Pornography. Drugs. Lust. Here's another one. Everyone get ready. A bad temper. Self-pity. Depression. Jealousy. Maybe this one. Unforgiveness. Some of us, we have these little pet frogs. This is my little pet frog here. It's in the corner of my heart, and I'm willing to just hang on to it because I can control it, and I can, I can, I can do this. Lord, and if I... If I let you set me free, I'll really be free, and then I won't get to do what I want to do. And God's like, I've got freedom for you. I want to set you free. And guess what? When I set you free, you won't want to do those things anymore because I will fill that void in your life. Amen? And so, uh, you'll, uh, and here's the thing. You'll never be delivered until you submit all the areas of your heart. Some of us walk in bondages because we won't submit certain areas of our life. God, I'll give you this. I'll compartmentalize my life. I'll give you this, Lord. I'll give you this, but I'm not going to give you this. Lord, I'll give you my family. I'll give you this, but I'm not going to give you my finances. Lord, I'll give you this. and I'll give you this, but Lord, don't ask me to serve at the church. Moses said, when, when do you want me to pray? Pharaoh said this, tomorrow. In other words, give me one more night with these frogs. Why? Why, why would you do that? Why, why would you do that? I, 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 and, and all of us, we say this, hey, I want to be delivered from this, but not today, Lord. 
may, maybe next week, because if I get delivered today, that may mean that I ha- that takes something on my part. That may mean that I have to come down here to the front. That may mean that God will have to work on me, and people may know there's some things going in, going on in my life. Can I tell you something? I would rather you think that there's something going on in my life and get things right with God and walk in freedom than to walk in the same bondages over and over and over. Come on, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up here. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Here's the last point. I told you I I didn't want to keep you long today. I want to get you to your fireworks. I saw something earlier today that said somewhere today someone will have less fingers than they did when they started the day. And it was my friend. He is an ER (laughs) nurse, so he probably has experience with that. Uh, verse 12 says, all right, here's, the, here's the third point right here. Oftentimes we don't like to deal with it because we are afraid of the mess the frogs have created. So look at this. Verse 12 says this. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs. And he had, he had brought on Pharaoh. And the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses. Hey, I, I, I'm just following what they did. The frogs died in the houses, in the courtyards, and the fields. And they were piled into heaps, and the land reeked of them. You're lucky because I was going to bring a, a pile of dead frogs in and pile them up here. Right? See, part of dealing with spiritual frogs in our life is the house cleaning. But here's what happens. This is what happens. When, when those things are dead, they begin to stink up our lives. They begin to, anybody, anybody ever did any deep sea fishing? Anybody, you know, anybody ever looked inside of a chum bucket? You know what they do in a chum bucket? They, they basically, when they catch fish, they cut their guts out and they put all that in a chum bucket and they use that to pull in the other fish. They they throw it out there, and it's disgusting. It's gross. But here's the problem that I have, and here's the problem that we have is oftentimes we don't like to deal with the things in our life because when we look at them, we go, man, that is disgusting. I cannot believe that I did that. I cannot believe that that was from me. I can't believe that I failed in that way. And and this is what happens in our lives. Things in our lives, it might stink, and it might be disgusting, and it might be embarrassing to deal with. But can I tell you this, there may be dead frogs in your life and in your heart, and they may be stinking your life up, but there's some good news for you here, and that is God is there to help you clean out the corners of your heart. We're talking about freedom today. I'm not just talking about national freedom. I'm talking about real freedom, freedom from sin, the curse of sin, freedom from things that we've held on to. Maybe animosity, maybe unforgiveness to family members, maybe a past pain and hurt that we haven't forgiven somebody of. And I believe that God put this word on my heart today for people today that have been walking in bondage, have been struggling in their hearts. Look at this. Isaiah 43, 25 says this. I, talking to the Lord, I, yes, I alone and the one who blots out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. That's how good God is. When there's a frog in our lives, 
we say, hey, God, I'm, I'm ready to deal with it. Not tomorrow. Today's the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to deal with it. He comes in, and he takes that thing, and he gets rid of it. And guess what? He forgets about it. Matter of fact, one of the things that the enemy likes to use against us is guilt. Because in our lives, when we sin, when we make mistakes, we're always like, man, I am pitiful. I messed up. This. And, and we're like, God, I'm sorry I did that. And God's like, sorry you did what? I already forgave you of that. I'm not worried about that anymore. I'm, I'm moved on. And we're the ones hanging on. The enemy knows that. He uses that, that weapon against us all the time. Guilt, shame. Can I tell you something? If God has set you free from something, don't let the enemy bring in guilt and shame into your life. Because who the Son has set free is free indeed. All right, look at this. Psalms 103 says this. Verses 11 and 12 says... For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love for those who fear him. Look at this, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, as far has he removed our transgressions from us. I love that. Let me ask you this. What are you waiting for? Are you going to procrastinate today? Are you going to let the enemy tell you, oh, man, I, if I come down to the altar today, people are going to know some things about our, are you going to let God deal with it, or are you going to take control? Which one's it going to be? Look at this. The last thing that happened in verse 15, it says this, but when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, now this is what happens. This is what happens to us. We come down, we ask God. To, to help us, and then we get a little bit of relief in our life. But look at this. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen to Moses and Aaron. Just as the Lord had said. So this is what happens. We come down here. We ask God. We come down, and someone prays with us, and we feel the Holy Spirit. And we feel Holy, Holy Ghost goosebumps, and, and, and all that's great. But then we get back up, and the very thing that we just laid down at the altar, we pick back up and we take it with us. We harden our heart after a little bit of relief. Well, God, God help me out, so now I'm going to go back to what I want to do. Isn't that like us? We get back up, and our heart is, our heart is hard. We try to control our situation. Can I give you some advice? Don't be like Pharaoh and harden your heart. God set you free. He set you free. Look at this. Ephesians 4.18 says this. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Want to know why you haven't heard from God? Maybe you've hardened your heart against him. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you again. What are you waiting for? Look at this. John 8. 36 says this, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Say it with me. If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Say it again. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Romans 6.22 says this, but now you are free from the power of sin. But now you are free from the power of sin. The frogs that were in your life, 
don't have dominion over your life because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise. Romans 6.22, but now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. This is what I'm going to do. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Say, hey, Pastor TJ, I, I hear you. Maybe this is a little bit different than what you were expecting on 4th of July. We're talking about freedom, but I'm talking about a freedom that lasts forever. I'm talking about a freedom that will draw you close to God. God begins to blot out those things in your life. Begins to look at the areas, the corners of our hearts. Find the frogs. That have found their way in, hiding behind the couch, dying, stinking, doesn't belong there. Let me give you three things here to be delivered. Your, your eyes closed. Listen to me. Learn to hate the frogs in our lives. Learn to hate the sin in your life. If it's sin, learn to hate it. Walk away from it. Ask God to protect your eyes. Ask God to protect your heart. Ask God to protect your ears. Learn to hate the frogs or the sin in our lives. Number two, let God answer on his terms and not yours. Say, hey, God, I'm, I'm willing today, Lord, if you are. Lord, I'm willing today. And Here's the last one. Deal with the stinky areas of your life. Maybe you're here and you say, hey, Pastor TJ, I hear you today. And I've got some areas in my life that I need set free from. If that's you and you're under the sound of my voice, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. What you're feeling in your heart is not my ability to, not my ability to speak to you, but that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And if that's you... Say, hey, Pastor TJ, will you, will you pray with me today? With all, no one looking around. Just lift up your hand. Anybody in the building, thank you. 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 Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, begin to deal, God, with, with us. God, begin to reveal to us areas in our lives, Lord, that maybe we've allowed some things to creep in that, that don't belong there. God, we aren't walking in the freedom that you've given us. God, we don't know how, but things have crept in that don't belong there. Today, Lord, we, we say, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your will, Jesus.